This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name is Jessica. I'm here with my best friend, Laurie Wallace. Hey, friends. What's up, Laurie? Oh, you know, just uh, feeling the shadowy yeah. light goodness yeah. today. How I are know. you? I'm great. Um, we are definitely talking shadow work today. But before we get into that, you guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. We know you have incredibly busy lives. Um if you could take a moment, please rate, review, like, share. Um, we are a small business and supporting small business is so important for small businesses. We cannot Indeed. do this without you guys. So please, um, if this is something that speaks to you, um, share it with your friends and family. We would love that. Um, so Laurie, let's get into it. Okay. Shadow work. Shadow work. Um, Perhaps we should like define shadow work before we like get going. Yeah. We'll spring into it. Yeah. Um, how would you define shadow work? Um, I would define shadow work as, well, first of all, it's an ongoing process. I don't think you're ever done doing shadow work, but it's kind of looking at these icky, sticky parts of you that um, you need to heal. Um, looking at your darker shadow side to bring forth some light into your life. Um, you know, I was in preparation for this episode, I was kind of, um, like doing some reading and research on what other people thought that shadow work was. And this girl that I saw on YouTube had this such great analogy that I think I'll use forever that you're kind of like a computer and you know, when computers get bogged down and things aren't working right and they're not cleaned and they're not that doing that work is like shadow work to get your computer working again. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think that shadow work is just kind of looking at those darker parts of you that you need to heal to bring forth some light and healing in your life. What do you think shadow work is? Or how would you define that? I would say that we all have, um, like, Jekyll and Hyde-like tendencies, mm -hmm. right? Where when more healed parts of you are coming to the surface that your shadow is not quite as obvious, you know, like that you're existing more in your light. Right. Right. And that when unhealed parts of you are rising up, that that's when our shadows come to the forefront. Right. And that it's the behaviors, the inclinations, the things that we fall into that we're not really proud of, mm -hmm. it, but they are truly such a part of you that they a lot of times end up coming up without you even realizing it's happening until it's almost too late, you know, like right. that when you, um, when the unhealed parts of you are running the show, 
that the shadow comes through and that the work is when that happens, what do you do with it? You know, because I think so many of us are just quick to be like, no, that's a gross part of me and I'm not going to do that and I'm going to shut it down and I'm going to put it in this back corner, you know, and like yeah. just ignore it and ice it out kind of, which truly does not work with shadow. You know, like it's like, okay, cool. I'll hang out here till the next time. You're not right. paying so much attention, you know, like and that the practice of shadow work is instead looking at that thing that you don't love about yourself and moving into it and like trying to figure out what it has to teach you and right. how you um, transcend, you know, or transmute this shadowy space. And it then inevitably what ends up happening is you get really compassionate and loving with yourself. If you're doing shadow work the way that I feel like is the right way to do yeah. it, you know, like that you um, reconcile so much pain from having gone there that you can begin to love your shadow. And mm -hmm. then when it comes up, you're like, oh, look at that part there of you me. Are. Like, I see you and it's cool, man. Like, this is what we're going to do. And you start to like take on a, some people call it like a parental role, but I don't really feel like it's parental. I feel like it's like wiser, big sister style role where it's like, look, girl, I know this sucks right now and I've got you and this is what we're going to do, you know, and just like redirecting that vibe and that energy. Yeah. I think it's important to note that like, just because it's your shadow side doesn't mean that it's any less valid or needing of attention than the lighter parts of you. And then maybe more so, you know, that yes, like I would define our shadow sides, like for me personally, um, kind of this, like my toxic traits, mm -hmm. um, and I have to have compassion for myself that my toxic traits are not that the traits are valid, but they come from a valid place. Sure. And that, um, like you said, like just growing compassion for yourself. And I think when you grow compassion for yourself, you tend to grow compassion for others um, who also have toxic traits yeah. that like I can look at somebody now and be like, I see what's happening here. Oh, like, yeah, I that's fine. And you can do that over there. Like I won't invite that into my life. However, it's not so like angry now. It's more like compassionate. You need to do some work. And it's also like super strengthening my boundaries when I recognize mm -hmm. that in other people. Like I, it, because it is truly, like, not my jam to tell you what kind of work you need to do. Like, if right. you're happy in your shadow and that's where your reality is right now, that might just look like something in my shadow self that's reacting to your space, you know? And that that means I need a stronger energetic boundary, of which we have talked at length about yeah. in previous yeah, yeah, yeah. podcasts over the past month or so. So, um, that, but yes, it shifts the judgment mm -hmm. of others or the anger at others to an awareness that they are working through, yeah, like their own shadow side. Um, and I super love trusting that they're going to handle that when the yeah. timing's right, you know? Yeah. But right, wrong, or indifferent, that doesn't have to affect my peace, you know, mm -hmm. or like where I'm at in the whole thing. 
And dude, that is really, really a hard space to come from sometimes, especially today in the world that we're living in. It is so easy to like give away your peace to yeah. a million circumstances all day, every day. And there is some serious shadow working out in the world um, right now on so many offensive fronts to my existence that it's really, really a tall order, I feel like, to constantly come at this conversation about like other people's shadows and how I have to create my own space. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get into examples. Cause I love examples with this kinds of situation. Like, so you hear a lot about shadow sides with as with astrology. Yeah. So my sun sign is in cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the light of cancers is that they are super like loving and maternal and encouraging and, you know, like hold space really well. And that, that is, um, and you know, like create family and community and all of that and foster that really well. The shadow side of cancer is that we overgive and then we're resentful. Mm-hmm. And that, that is a really good example of like shadow work where, I've got to be really aware of what I'm putting out and what I'm giving because if I give too much and I don't feel like it's reciprocal, well then I'm resentful of what I've done, which is so fucked up because truly I'm the only one that's done it. You know, like it's not about other people taking from me. It's that I have put it out and then I don't to be available. Right. (laughs) And what's my motivation for putting it out in the first place? Because if it's, based on what I think I'm going to get back, well, then that's a fucked up intention to start with and a huge indicator that my shadow is active, you know, as opposed to doing things because I feel called to and because I want to be of service and because I know it's going to create beautiful results in Mm -hmm. the world and in the, yeah, like sphere. That's a different vibration to come from. And in that space, I don't overgive so much, you know, like because it is about the highest good for all. And that includes me, you know? And so this conversation about like examples of shadow and light, like I super embody that traditional astrological cancer shadow. Yeah. Um, Man, Capricorns. Yeah, this is always a fun uh, diggity. (laughs) Um, I would say the light side of a Capricorn is... um, actually really difficult um Mm. you know that like we're very ambitious Mm -hmm. we're very you know responsible and kind of like mama bears I think like cancers are Mm -hmm. um however on the flip side we tend to be hard I'm not laughing (laughs) emotionless money hungry (laughs) um to the point of like overworking um and i wouldn't say overgiving emotionally like a cancer um because capricorns don't have emotions (laughs) um we do it's just that's a whole other podcast that's a whole other podcast um but yeah that like we um get um burnt out you know and just overworked because all we want to do is work 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 money 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 work 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 um which is super toxic and not okay yeah (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, so shadow work, I think, is so interesting, too, because for all the obvious things, like our astrological signs that, you know, like we've grown up knowing that's what we are, and then the more you learn about them, you become embodiments of it, and, you know, like it's kind of like a snake eating its tail, that there are other shadow things that rise up that aren't so obvious. Yeah. You know, that are more like uh, relational, like mm-hmm. something that you've experienced throughout your life that has promoted the shadow, you know, mm-hmm. that comes through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the exquisite Danielle Laporte told this great story <laughs> on some podcast somewhere where she was talking about her shadow side was like an Italian housewife. Yeah. That was like, uh, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. And that that is a real active part of her shadow, which was that I'm never supported. And if anybody else does anything, they just screw it up anyway. And so it's right. fine. I'll just do it myself. And I was yeah. like, whoo. Yeah. I got that Italian housewife in me too. Like <laughs> yeah. that it is. It's like that ultra independence is a trauma response right. situation. Yeah. And that that is something that is totally relational based on experiences that yeah. I've had where I yeah, like want to empower others, but then they don't do it up to my standards. Right. And so then again, like I'm resentful of the fact that they have such low standards and that I gave them a shot. Yeah. And I'll just do it myself, you know, and that that only perpetuates this lie that I'm not supported. Yeah. And so it feeds the negativity mm-hmm. into the shadow that allows it to become stronger and more correct, more right. You know, like the more you can reinforce how right your shadow is, the darker and harder it gets to like chip away at it. Yeah. Um, so um yeah. I would say one of my relational shadow traits would be, um, it's this weird, dark, twisted cycle with me. Like, So growing up with, you know, looking different, having my port wine stain, I was always resentful that I didn't look like the standard of beauty. We've talked about this at length Mm -hmm. in other episodes, like of that whole situation. So as an adult, it's like, I, and I say this with all the love and compassion for myself, like I'm a pretty vain person. I like to look good. I like to invest in my looks. I like, you know, I like all the makeup. I like having my hair done. I, the Botox, the whole thing, like I do it. But, um, so it's like, I work really hard to look good because I like the attention from being traditionally or commercially beautiful because I didn't really get that as a child. But then when I get the attention, I'm resentful that it's just for my looks. Right. And I do this to myself all the time. Mm -hmm. And like, and that is something that has been on my mind and my heart for a long, long time. And it's just this, and especially being in the beauty industry. Totally. Piles on top of it Mm -hmm. where like, I feel like I'm kind of in this position where like I I have to put on a face every day because that's the kind of client I'm trying to promote, you know, and that's a So, yeah, that's that's my icky, sticky shadow side. Image is like ripe with shadow Um, because I feel 
so much of that after working in the beauty business for a couple of decades and feeling like my image of being a makeup artist was highly tied to my ability to show up and prove to people that I could do makeup on my own face, you know, and like uh, represent what it was that I was selling, which also I think is so fascinating because that's not really what I wanted to be selling, you know, and that anybody that knows me knows like I'm content to not wear makeup for weeks if that's what, you know, is aligned with what I'm doing. I also really love the process and the ritual of like putting on makeup Mm -hmm. and being able to, yeah, like create a look or an image or, and, um, and how versatile that is. It's so funny, like for all of the hair colors I've had or all of the haircuts that I've had, you know, like how many versions of Laurie I've got to be over the last 25 years, you know, like that, that girl looks different pretty much every year, you know, like if you take a year to year picture of me, um, that a lot of times you don't recognize, you know, like the transition or the transformation that's happened. And that, that has always been really therapeutic for me Mm -hmm. to be like, well, I was that girl, but now I'm going to be this girl. Mm -hmm. And that is loaded with shadow. Yeah. Right. Because what does it mean that I couldn't even like put my finger on who I wanted to look like or what I wanted to be perceived as image wise. And that so often what I was doing was bumping up against what that looked like. And for me, so often that ran into like wanting to look rebellious or wanting to look, um, God, somebody commented on the good girl, bad girl yes. episode, which yes. was like episode three. I know. Like last oh my gosh. And we're like an episode freaking 80, something, 80, you know? 90 yeah. something. Um, and so it was so awesome when she brought up like how much she really resonated with that episode that we recorded so long ago that I went back and listened to it again, you know? And yeah. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> identity is so, um, Identity is big shadowy stuff. Yeah, when you're talking about shadow. Because, like, even today, um, it's so funny because I, like, open my closet and I'm literally like, who do I want to be today? Mm -hmm. And um, so often, like, I don't even know what that looks like or what that means. It's like I've tried everything so many times over that it doesn't even really matter to me. Like, (laughs) that it's just kind of like this neutral space to exist in. and I've talked a lot for the last year about like, I don't know what I want to look like now that I don't have to look any certain way. Right. But I still super feel that way. And I wonder sometimes if it is uh, an indicator of how often I have turned my whole look and image upside down and been like, okay, so this is who I'm going to be this year. And that, that, um, that unlayering, that unpeeling of all of those layers to see what's underneath. Like what I know is it doesn't matter. (laughs) Like what I know is that it's all just, um, yeah, it's all just like this outside shell to the thing that I'm really feeling called to speak on or called to do. And that really the alignment that's happening on the inside of me is what translates to everything, whether it's clients or whether it's friendships and, you know, like true love, whether it's um, opportunities and examples of synchronicity all around me, that none of those things have anything to do with the way I look. 
And so my shadow side almost becomes, again, like this rebellious, okay, so what does it look like if I wear the same shirt for three days? <laughs> like, who cares? Right. It doesn't matter, you know? And it matters so much. <laughs> and the, the yo-yo of that is like a big shadow side of uh, turning my life completely upside down again, even though it wasn't based on looks or image, you know, like that that's clearly been a theme over the last year and being more visible, but also being very hermited mm -hmm. and not having to get out and go somewhere every day if I don't want to, you know versus uh, coming into opportunities where I do have to go out every day and be visible, like that all of these things are constantly activating this rebellious shadow in me and which way that rebellion is flowing is totally based on what it is I'm coming up against every day, which constantly changes. It's so confusing. <laughs> um, so yeah, like it, working with image will always bring forth a shadow. For sure. Um, career. Yeah. There's tons of shadow in career and how we choose to earn money. And specifically with people like you and I that are creative. Mm -hmm. And that when you use creative gifts to earn, that that is a whole like swamp mess full of shadow, you know, yeah. like, um, Oh, cause it, it is so attached to your worth. Yes. And your value yeah. and the value of what you're creating. Yeah. And how that's being received. Yeah. And how personally attached we are to this, you know, right. like, um, the emotional discounts, the, you know, yeah. when like, you know, fucking Tiffany's can sell a paperclip for $500. <laughs> But someone wants to like, you know, raise their eyebrows at me charging 300 for a balayage. I'm like, fuck yeah. 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 And have you seen your hair? You're right. Like, yeah. Yeah. You wear that every day. Mm -hmm. And that so much of me, um, like even selling high ticket offers to people, right? Because yeah. Some of the coaching offers are high ticket offers. Costa Rica is a high ticket offer, you know, right. like um, that when people are parting with thousands of dollars, that the ability for that to go easily and smoothly and come in with ease versus the struggle and the force and the resistance and the fear has everything to do with how clearly I can communicate the value of what it is that I'm selling. And for people to part with thousands of dollars, there is value in what it is that they're buying mm -hmm. a lot of it, you know, mm -hmm. and that, that is not a, um, that it's a service to deliver something to somebody that holds that much value. And that transaction is going to change their life, right? That's the whole point. And there's all kinds of shadow in being worthy and valuable enough to be like, yes, and it costs $3,000, you know, yeah. like that, that is a lot of work. You're never going to get to that kind of sale if you can't walk into it with the certainty and the vibration of its value and another human feeling that and then wanting to complete that transaction. Right. Um, but you got to do a lot of shadow work to walk into that and feel grounded in it. And I know that it's valuable because I've seen it work, you know, and I've seen it do its magic.
But with my shadow activated, I'm real resentful when those conversations don't turn into mm-hmm. sales. You know, yeah. like when my shadow's activated, I think that there's something wrong with the way that I've delivered something, said something, done something. You know, when in actuality, like you can't say the wrong thing to the right person ever. Right. You know, like and that you can't say the right thing to the wrong person. And that it's so much, again, like the identity, like the image, like getting on and putting on makeup or clean clothes or whatever, you know, it's just a fucking story, you know, like it's way more important the work that we're willing to do when these feelings confront us that we're not exactly proud of. And this is like part of the healing journey that I feel like a lot of people stop Mm -hmm. at, you know, like when they're, wanting they see the higher perspective right like they are starting to this expansion of having a more elevated frequency of everything that's going on around them and that stupid enough like is when spirit is like oh hey have a look at this dark corner you know like let's see what rises up when this circumstance happens and so my tendency is always just to go all the way to the other extreme and be like, well, fuck it. (laughs) All that work down the tubes, you know, like what's the point? And just like, let it all go. And I usually live there for a good 36 to 48 hours. And then things can settle down, you know, and move back into a space. So I love this conversation about like sometimes shadow um, isn't meant to be immediately dissolved and run, Uh, you know, like sometimes you sit in it for a, a few hours, a few days, a few weeks, could be months, years, you know, like sometimes <laughs> I've lived there for years and that we call this sometimes like depression. Yeah. Or we label it as something when in actuality, like I'm just wrestling with something that I need to like work out inside of myself that takes a lot of rest and solitude and autonomy and space. And I can't always have that nonstop beginning to end. And so what might have taken a couple of days if I had had them all to myself might look like several weeks, you know, like for me to be able to get that grounded in the space and wrestle, you know, Mm -hmm. with this shadow that I'm working. Yeah, for sure. Um, What are some ways to do shadow work? I mean, I'm really excited about exploring it with breath work. And I mean, mm-hmm. like all of the big shadow work. Yeah, I mean, work God, I've you done. can't even help like what comes up there. No. You want like a true reflection of what's just going on? <laughs> Try that. Yeah. I also think it's interesting though, because after like working in a container with other people for a few months, um, that is totally a if I'm willing to let go kind of conversation with people. Because there's mm-hmm. lots of people that can go into breath work and stay at a surface level. Yeah. And breathe and have a solid meditation, you know, and like go somewhere that feels relaxing and safe, but never move into a space where they're willing to like look at or confront a shadow. I'll even say like my first two or three breathwork experiences were really light and cathartic. And I definitely had like visitations and, you know, like big, powerful aha moments but I didn't do any shadow work and breath work until I felt really comfortable with what I was doing. And after I had done it three times or four times or five times, you know, and it was like really getting into the um, flow of what was happening, then, yeah, 
it's almost annoying that you can't even stop it, you know, right. where the second you really start to go into your space, um, these things that you're often not willing to look at come mm-hmm. up and stare at you. And I know a big concept that I've been working with a lot is like, sometimes in my shadow, I'm not willing to see things as they are. And what does it look like to like see things as they are and not make excuses and not, you know, like, uh, edit things. So they're more palatable or easier Mm -hmm. to digest, you know? Um, and that a lot of times breath work specifically will bring something that I've been not willing to look at clearly right to the forefront. So I can't unsee it. Yeah. And then the work becomes, writing and journaling about it, meditating on it, talking to people that I trust about it, you know, like working through the process of like what that means to me and what I want it to mean, yeah. you know, like what I need it to mean. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say like, if you're, if you don't have access to a breathwork meditation or if you're uncomfortable with breathwork meditation that you can just journal about it. And there are yeah. some things that you can ask yourself, like what is a trait that I have that may be toxic or something that I'm willing to work on? Where did it come from? And how can I um, learn to have some compassion and love this part of me? And, you know, there are like these certain questions that you can ask yourself that you could just like free flow, write, and you could meditate on that. And I think it's important to say, you know, um, that like, I would give the advice of just let go and let be and, you know, call in your guides and your ancestors. And because like when you heal, they heal, you know, and that, um, I think that like, a big misconception specifically if you're newer to meditation is that like you think that you have to come up with like all these answers (laughs) when really like calling in your guides, like those, those little nuggets of information you get in a meditation or like when something drops in your head and you get that answer, that's not you. That's like your guides, like, it's like you're going to the library and you're right. like, I need a book about this. Right. And you get the book and then you don't have to read it. It's just like in there, you right. know? Um, um, yeah. The answers exist inside. Right. Of you. That to, um, you know, that we're always being guided if you pay attention. But if you really need to sit down and be quiet with it, just like call in that help, call in those guides and like really journal about it and meditate on it. And, um, I just, I feel like it's just such important work because we may not be able to save the world, but I feel like you can start saving the world by healing yourself. Because when you heal yourself, you inspire people to heal. And if we all just, you know, worked on ourselves and had the same compassion for others that we do ourselves, like this world would be such a better place. And that's why I'm like so passionate about this kind of work. It's so amazing because the more that you do it, the more you begin to see that by helping this one person, I also helped their spouse and their children and their sisters and their coworkers and their clients. And they're, you know, like that the spinoff 
and the ripple effect of doing your own work has huge results. And then even outside of the people that are in your immediate circle, vibrationally, you're people everywhere can feel that, you know, like, and it's why when you walk into, um, like a space where everybody's really unhappy with their jobs and what it is that they have to do. And you walk into it and you're like, "Mm, Mm Hmm, yeah, I feel that in here, you know, and I don't want to spend money here and I don't want to come back here, you know, like, and you can't put your finger on what it is. Like that's a vibrational thing that you feel versus when you walk in somewhere and things feel really inspiring and light and exciting and Mm -hmm. happy and abundant, you know, like that you're like, I don't know what it is about this place, but I love it. And I want to be here all the time. And those are the kinds of businesses and places that you do invest your time and energy in. Like that, that is you people doing their own work and then others being drawn to that frequency, being drawn to that vibration, which is what's so interesting too, about like our motivation in doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because truly, if you just focused on what you needed and doing your own work, that that answers so many challenges that we have in our physical experience. And for whatever reason, it's usually like the very last thing that we try and do is be like, oh, maybe I should check myself here. Yeah. Maybe I should do my own work instead of like pointing fingers all over the place, you know, like the Girl, don't even like we live in a society that like praises self-betrayal and it's always about what everyone else needs when really if we just worked on ourselves and like we're saying it's a ripple effect like it all starts with you it all starts with you and don't betray yourself in the name of that yeah and that betraying yourself like you can only call it that if you know what you really want in the first place, you know, like that there's so much interference. There's just so much noise, you know, that even when you get really quiet, right. And you sit with yourself and you're like, okay, so what are these shadowy behaviors or traits that like, I'm not proud of. And I would like to work on who wants to sit down and look at the dark gooey parts of themselves and do that work, you know? Like Listen, that, it's not rainbows and butterflies. Well, it's not. <laughs> but I guess my point is, like, so many of us haven't looked, like, at that space in such a long time that it seems so overwhelming to begin to get into it that the numbness is easier. Yeah. You know, like, that the avoidance of it feels safer. And this conversation about moving into it is fucking terrifying. And it... What if you find something there that you don't know what to do with or that's bigger than you or that's, you know, like, and so we get caught in this, like, or like how much hurt you've caused. Yeah. Oh, my God. So much shame. Yeah. Then you're in a shame shame. cycle. And then, Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, I feel and I also understand the relief of the numbness and that being completely avoiding it and shoving it down, like, sometimes you have that, like, locked in really well, you know, where it's not seeping so bad and you can like ignore these things, which only make that shadow bigger and scarier. So one of the things that I really like to, um, point out with shadow work is how important it is to, I mean, like, yeah, do your own work, but get some freaking support. Yeah. And I, even if, 
I mean, yeah, totally. Hire a healer, get you a coach. Do that if you can do that, right? If you can't do that, find somebody on YouTube that really inspires you, that resonates in your body, that is working through, you know, like Mm -hmm. shadows in one way or the other. Read books that elevate you, you know, like in a way that you start to feel safer moving into some of these places, right? Follow that person on Instagram that's, you know, posting inspiring, uplifting. There's so much much good work out there. And that aligning in the social space where you can do those things and or like use the earth, Mm -hmm. you know, like that sometimes when things feel really dark, I'm really inspired by watching birds outside, you know, or even ants on the sidewalk, you know, like that there's just like, millions of realities existing inside of this reality where I get so caught up like wanting to look at my shadow side, you know, like that sometimes you have to just disconnect from this idea that it is dark and that there is so much light and it's free and it's everywhere and you can't escape the sun, you know, like that's a lot of light and that what's so beautiful about shadow work is that by shining a light on it, You get to these nuggets of gold, you know, where you find the hurt or you find the pain. And then by moving into it, loving it, not being afraid of it, acknowledging where it came from and processing all of these feelings, it does become to get lighter, you know. I think that there's freedom attached to that. Totally. And that even though it's really hard and you know like we're saying it's not rainbows and butterflies I feel like it can be on the other side no it totally can you know and that listening to other people who are maybe a little further down the path than you are doing shadow work we get really brave this podcast is a great example you know of like you and I talk about a lot of things that are personal experiences that we're not proud of you know and so revealing our shadows so vulnerably on a podcast it obviously feels really good you know like to let it out and unburden ourselves with it maybe and ideally it's giving other people permission to look at the things that maybe they want to work on too Mm -hmm. you know and so if it feels overwhelming or your shadow does feel so heavy and burdensome that you're like I can't even like I don't even know where to begin start with being witness to other people sharing their shadow. And like I said, they're everywhere. Like you can look it up and hashtags on any platform, you know, and you'll find countless examples of people like exploring their shadow online. And it makes you a little more brave. Mm -hmm. And you feel the vibration and you feel the light coming out of them as they're doing the work. And it encourages you, you know, like to do your own work. And so, yeah, I would just say, like, get support however you can, but mainly from this idea that there are hundreds of thousands of other people out there that are already doing this and that collectively all of us doing this is changing the world. Like, to your point, it is what is tilting things in a direction where we're going to move in to this space where it is so much more light. Mm -hmm. Right. And where we do transmute so much of this pain and fear into something that is um, 
yeah, just a, a lighter space for all of us to exist in. And it's so funny because, um, like there are days where somebody would say that to me and I'd be like, right. Let me show you all these examples of, wow, that's cool. not true. You know, like, um, but yeah, that doing shadow work so often requires a lot of support. And I know that like, yeah, for the grossest grossness that I've had to work through, there have been lots of people that had to shake me out of my, like not being willing to look at the light in the mm -hmm. situation, you know, and that that is so reassuring to know that when you're having a moment that there's support there for you. Love it. Um, when is this podcast coming out? I don't know. Three, <laughs> three, three or four weeks, calendar. maybe. Yeah. Well, Two we're weeks. having a, um, a workshop. We are having a workshop. Um, we're probably going to launch it today. Today? Yeah. Tomorrow. Um, <laughs> So June, can we say the date? We can say the date. Yes. June 26th. It's a Sunday. It is a Sunday workshop in Fort Worth um, at our favorite place, Purple, Purple Rain, Rain. Um, which we're so excited to be doing it there. It's 11 to 5. So it's a six hour full day situation where we're going to be learning about shadow work, mm -hmm. what it is, what it means isolating like a part of your shadow that you kind of want to work with in process over this day. And then we're going to have a breath work session. Yeah. And really like see what the body wisdom has in store for this shadow work that your intention is set around. Yeah. And we'll be providing everything you guys need. Yes. Um, we are going to be like, you know, before breath work is not like the best time to eat a whole lot. Yeah. So we're going to do like a light snack early and then we'll have a meal after, after. the breath work session. A really exciting point uh, to point out about this workshop is that our good friend Jana McGill is coming from Baja, Mexico to help facilitate this you know, um, I'm workshop. I'm so excited for her to come in. I know. Me too. Jana is, uh, yeah, an amazing healer and facilitates Temescal uh, Sweat Lodge in Mexico. And we have been talking for years about her coming to Texas or Oklahoma and um, doing a Temescal with the Badass Ladies Club. So that's definitely on the agenda. Woohoo! Um, but we're going to start with this shadow work workshop. And Jana is like really such a good candidate to work with shadow. Like she is totally not afraid to like dig it up and sit in it and, you know, lounge in it and look at it and live with it. And sometimes having guides that are so um, content to sit in the dark is helpful when you're doing this kind of work. And if you know anything about Temescal or doing a sweat, like, yeah, you are sitting in a dark hut sweating, you know, mm -hmm. for hours and hours, like sitting in the darkness and confronting those things that come up is what she specializes in. So I'm really excited to have her medicine there. Yay. Um, tickets are available. You can get them um, at our link tree, which is the link is on all of our socials there to come and join us on the 26th of June, where we're going to be doing this really powerful work. I'm super excited about it. Yes. Tell your friends. Tell all your friends. Listen, y'all, if the shadow rises, give it a high five. Say, hey, I see you. And um, just ask it. What do you got to teach me? Like, what are what what do I need to see? 
what am I not seeing that's time to look at? And see what kind of response you get. It can be that easy. Um, and then just love yourself. Like the whole answer to all of this is to just be patient and love yourself and um, be excited to do the work. You have any other shadow things that you would like to add, Jessica? I don't think so. All right. But the secret to the universe is loving yourself. I know. Even those shadowy dark parts. All the good parts. All the bad parts. <laughs> I love it. All right. I love you guys. And have a really good week. We will see you next Monday.